Hello everybody, welcome back to BitFace this week. Today in the Bit Cave, we have a special guest, Elijah Montoya. Hurrah! That's my call. <laughs> that's a that's an awesome call. <laughs> um, so yeah, what's up, Elijah? It's it's a beautiful day here in Colorado. I'm so excited to be here with the the bit the bit folk. The bit folk. What, what, yeah. what do you call your your fan base? The uh, biddies or ooh, the biddies isn't bad. We we bit facers, uh, bit heads. <laughs> bit we, heads. We, I'm gonna let the fans decide actually yeah. what they want to be called. But yeah, bit facers is what I normally refer to them as. What's your vote? I like I like bit faces or the. I don't know. Bit facers. Bit biddies is interesting, but that's bitties. what you how you refu- like refer to women. I some like yeah, oh that's I, a fine biddy. I think our female viewers <laughs> should be. We're gonna go, they're gonna be biddies. The biddies. They're gonna be biddies. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the guys would be the bit bros. The bit bros. I'm down with that. Right, I'm down with that. <laughs> what an interesting way to start off tonight. <laughs> um, so, Elijah, I know you, we, actually, we just met, but I know you from Movie Camp here. Why don't you tell everyone what Movie Camp is? Because is Movie Camp everywhere? Is it just Colorado Springs? I know it's your, your business, but is there other movie camps, or is this... So, in my brain, we are in the top 1% of people doing what we're doing right now. It's only in Colorado, and there are other companies that do a form of what we do. Uh, Alamo Drafthouse, they do special movie premiere nights. They did a, a night where they had people watch Jaws on a beach and they were in inner tubes and you're in the water and the screen's on the beach and you're in the water watching the movie. But we're all about making movies better. So there are, like, there's, I've seen, like, someone did Terminator with fireworks displays for every explosion during the movie. But really, we're all about the fan engagement during the movie and getting the people who are the most excited ready for their movie that they, you know, everyone kind of paid money to see this. You paid money to see The Rock shoot machine guns at a helicopter. You paid money to see Captain America. And you're all just like trapped in these little boxes that are your seats and you never interact with any of the other people that are just as crazy about this nerd stuff that you are. And we're about breaking those barriers and making movies better. Okay, that's awesome. I know lot, lots, lots of info there. <laughs> no, no, I mean, cause I don't, I don't think uh, I'd never had seen anything like Movie Camp until I moved here. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if like it was, you know, it started in New York, but you invented Movie Camp, correct? Yeah, yeah. And uh, back in two thousand eight, there's a website called uh, First Showing that was a local uh, blog here in Colorado, and uh, they started paying some of our friends to sleep on a couch. And promote for their website because they were always the first in line to see the first screening at 12.01 a.m., which is when movies used to premiere. And uh, we started doing things in lines while we were waiting there. So we started bringing games and board games and entertaining the other people that were standing in line for hours with us as well. And then it just kind of evolved into the theaters giving us some posters and then the studios giving us some posters. And they said, hey, you guys can give these out. And we're like, how can we give them out? And then it was trivia at first. Then it was strength competitions. Then it was, it just kind of all snowballed and snowballed for a few years. And the website for showing got big enough that their guys left. They moved to LA and they're going to Comic-Con and then they moved to New York and they're, they're, they go to all the film festivals and they're big now. And they left us behind and we were like, oh no, we're so sad. And we stopped doing events, which was a terrible idea. And then we decided one day, let's just start doing it ourselves. And we did. When was that? That was Iron Man 3 was our first event as Movie Camp. So that's 2013, April. We've been doing this roughly more than two years now. Okay. And I think the first time I saw you guys was Star Trek Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. And that was the next one we did right after Iron Man. Yep. Right? Or yep. was it... It was that or... It was Thor 2 after that? That was after that. That was November that year. Then yeah, it was Star Trek and then Thor. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. And you guys are still going strong. Oh, yes. And we've evolved since then. You, you just did, what, Fantastic Four this week, right? Actually, uh, yes. We did a uh, an event at a different theater than we usually do. We did a smaller event, just did some trivia, kind of went back to our roots. We've, we're kind of teetering between this tier of like the AAA movies like your Avengers, your Batman vs. Supermans, and then your maybe B-tier movies like A Maze Runner or, in our opinion, Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before you got here, we, we talked a little bit about Fantastic Four, and uh, I guess it's your opinion, Elijah, that it's pretty terrible. It's so bad. I wanted to go see it. You should go see it because of how bad it is. <laughs> it's not like Kung Fury good. No. No, but... <laughs> no it's not. Because <laughs> Kung Fury's on the on the shelf. You guys should just put it on the wall. It's... I think Kung Fury's been watched in the Bit Cave more than any other movie. In <laughs> fact, when we had the Ghostbusters here, the first thing we did after the podcast was like, you guys haven't seen Kung Fury? Okay, sit down. Yeah, we're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch Kung Fury. Yeah, that's that's a movie. You have to spread the movie love. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, indeed. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, is that where it comes from for you, though? Is it the love of movies? Was it because you were the guy that was there for every premiere and you decided just to make something fun out of it? Because you're not only doing trivia, you guys are entertaining up there, yeah. which is hard to do for an audience. I mean, of that many people, especially, at least for me, I'm there to see the movie. Mm-hmm. So, and you, you guys, you have to, you guys really have to be engaged. So, it, it, I think it came from a place of insanity, almost. <laughs> we, we started uh, camping out longer and longer. So, back in 2008, I did an entire week for Transformers, and that was my big thing. I'm going to camp out for a week. And then, the next year for Dark Knight, we did a whole month for that movie. So when you start sleeping in front of a movie theater for a whole month, you start to find things to entertain yourself. So that's kind of where all this developed, and we all just like, like, what can we do in front of a theater? What's the craziest thing we can do? And all of our games now are really tailored to the specific movie. For Captain America, we had a bunch of uh, Steve Rogers action figures, and we froze them in Powerade, and people had to like break him out of the ice, and whoever got him out first, they won a prize. You guys did Free Comic Book Day two mm-hmm. years ago, too, didn't you? Yeah, we've been doing it each year. Okay, that's where I remember. I know I'd seen you more recently than those past two mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, Free Comic Book Day, because you guys were doing stuff in line, uh, games with the kids and stuff, mm-hmm. and really just engaging everyone and making everyone, not making everyone have a good time, but everyone was having a great time yeah. because of you guys. Yeah, when you're standing in a line, why just stand there? But so it started, you guys just showed up and you would do stuff at the movies. Now... You have your own movie camp screenings. Yes, exactly. So this is completely involved from something you guys were doing to entertain yourselves to this is a this is a business. Now. It is, yeah. Yeah. It's a full production. I mean, we we look at it just like it's a play. There are light cues and sound cues, there's staging, there's intros, there's people moving items on and off. Uh, it's it is a full I mean, we have a 14-person volunteer staff and we we get crazier than I ever thought we could get in the movie theater. So there's 14 of you guys now? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, probably closer to 20 to 25, but because pe- it's a volunteer staff, people come in and come out depending on their school schedules and work and life. Okay. But you you are the movie camp guy. I mean, if I was to look at the CEO <laughs> of movie camp, that is you, right? Yeah, me and uh, there's another guy, Andrew. He's our co-founder. And then really we have like one who one person who manages the... Day-to-day, one person who manages the events. So I'm like the creative director, and then one person that manages the website and finances and figuring all that out, too. So there's really three of us. Okay. Okay. Who does your guys' like, shirts and, and stuff that you guys uh, custom make? That's awesome stuff. Well, it's, it's a collection of Colorado artists. So we've had a lot of people donate 
art to us, but that's a big thing for us. We find local people who actually love it and we just say, hey, we will print 200 of these and we're not going to sell any of them. They're given out to the fans and then you get to keep some and sell them yourself and sign. And we're, we're trying to promote like local creativity. Because yeah. I can I can download something online. I can go get the HD PDF of the movie poster and print a bunch of those. But it's more fun to have local creative artists, I think. And when someone comes to a movie camp event, they're leaving with a piece of memorabilia that they probably can't get anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. So let me kind of describe the the full like package that you get. Uh, you get a wristband. That's your ticket in. And it's always themed to your movie. So uh, Ant-Man, we had a bunch of ants crawling around a black wristband. And we had the helmet on there. And it was kind of like we had our um, our logo shrunk, like smaller, so you could barely read it. So it was, it was the That's Ant-Man awesome. wristband. And then we had uh, two uh, posters that you got to choose between. So there was one that was a little more bright and vibrant for the kids and one that was a little more serious and adult. And we've been trying to do that lately, give people options, because people want different things, and it's kind of cool to have two things. You get the show, and our shows are anywhere from 30 minutes to 45 minutes long of just action-packed entertainment of fun crowd excitement. And then, of course, the movie. And you write all the material for the shows you guys do. You write all the trivia questions. Yeah. And you guys not only, I mean, I know you get the wristband, you get the poster, but you guys are giving away stuff during the show as well, as far as I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, uh, for Ant-Man, we had Ant-Man Banks, Ant-Man graphic novels, comics, all donated to us by uh, Escape Velocity Comics here in town. So they're one of our partners. They're great. They help us out. We, we are huge Escape Velocity customers and fans. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We so Doug Escape and Velocity. CJ over there, those guys, they're, yeah, they're... We couldn't do this without them. We love them. Actually, our fans thank them most, probably, because we just get to throw stuff at them. Um, so how often is there... Is it summer? Is when lots of movie camp? Are you guys going... you guys pick a movie a month? How do you how do you guys do this? So in the past, we had pretty much done a movie a month. We identified the movie. biggest movie, and we do it. So this uh, summer series that we did, it was essentially going to be just... Um, Avengers, and then Jurassic Park, and then Ant-Man. So that's May, June, July. Big movies. But then we got the crazy idea, because we usually have about a month lead time for our events before we actually put it to stage. We decided, let's do Terminator, and Despicable Me, or the Minions movie, and let's do Ant-Man. Those were all back-to-back-to-back weeks, and there was a five-day gap between Minions and Ant-Man. So it was a crazy turnaround time that that we ended up doing. What is it? How much time of your own personal time does it take to prep a show? I think it depends on the show we're doing. Okay. For Avengers, we wrote a lot of material. We had um, these little Hawkeye skits in between each uh, game, essentially, where we were showing what Hawkeye's doing while the rest of the Avengers are living their regular lives. So, like, Hawkeye's sitting in his apartment, he has a spare Captain America shield, and he's putting some cereal in it and eating, like, (laughs) cereal out of it. And then Cap calls him, and he's just like, oh, hey, Cap, yeah. He's like, oh, you need me to help you? Oh, no, your, your friend, uh, your best friend came back from the dead? Oh, cool. <laughs> like, like, gets me. like, yeah, so we had, we had a lot of stuff. He's just watering his plants, feeding his cat. Like, just a bunch of real sad stuff for Hawkeye. That, see, that's, that's awesome. And, uh, I mean, do people, do you get feedback from people? Is that how you get people to perform? I mean, if you had people come out of the audience and say, hey, I want to be a part of this. I want yeah, to do yeah. this. Yeah, all the time. We get Facebook messages and people asking about how so to do So you guys are on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Where can we find, where can the, the bit facers, or what do we call them, the biddies? The where, biddies. Where, the, where can they find you the on faces. Facebook? The <laughs> faces. <laughs> yeah. uh, we are uh, on Facebook, so just Movie Camp is, it's just slash Movie Camp CO, and you can find us. Our website's Movie Camp CO as well. Uh, we didn't forget the M. We're from Colorado, and we're very proud about that, so that's why it's right in our, our website name. 
Ah, of course. I mean, what what better place could you be from than Colorado, right? Oh, that's, yeah. that's where the Bit Cave is. Yeah, <laughs> the Bit Cave is here. The Bit Cave is right here. Um, could be could be moving. So, fourteen of you guys. Do you write most of the skits? Is it a is it an improv? Is it a collaborative effort? It, it, it depends. Uh, there there's a I, I like usually come up with like a script for the night, and I'm like, this is the outline of how I see things going. And then through the testing of the games, things are put in or taken out, or there's no way we can logistically do it. Like, I, I there's one thing that we haven't got to do yet, and I want to Nickelodeon slime people, essentially. But there's, like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's just not enough room in the theater for us to do stuff like that, or to get that dirty. Well, I mean, you could always just slime them right in their seat. In their seat, yeah. Yeah, I've always wanted to pie someone in the face, but, you know. <laughs> I'm surprised you can't get away with a pie to the face. The slime I can see, like, pie to the face is pretty easily cleaned up. I mean, you could pie one of your movie camp buddies in the face, right? You can, yes, exactly. See, yeah, I mean, I, I would be mad if I showed up to a movie and you guys pied me in the face and I wasn't expecting it, but if it was one of you guys getting pied in the face, I'd, I'd be entertained. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I volunteer, BitFace does a collaborative, and we come to a movie camp and you pie Eric in the face. I can do that. Let's do it. We can do that. What's yeah. the next video game movie? We just missed Pixels, our bad. Yeah. We didn't go to that anyway. Don't worry, you shouldn't have. <laughs> um, what is the next big movie? Uh, Ready, Player Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Assassin's Creed might be out before that, maybe? I don't know. Sometime in 2016, we get Warcraft. Oh, Hitman, yeah. Hitman is our next yeah. video game movie. Isn't that soon? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's September, I think, actually, or August. August or September. Okay. Well, if you do a movie camp for Hitman, I promise I will show up and you guys can pie, pie in the face. face. Yep. Yeah, the game will be called Hit This Man with a pie. <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm down. Any, anything to, to have fun, right? Because that's what movie camp's all about. Yeah, that's, that, that is what movie camp's about. So you, you kind of mentioned uh, some improv aspects of it. We do actually do a lot of improv uh, throughout the show as well, bringing people down. I guess we're somewhat an improv troupe now because we've done it enough times. But we do improv games, we do scripted games, and there's we even had someone propose during our show, which was wow. really crazy. I mean, one of the first times that I remember hanging out with you a long time ago... You were doing improv out in Manitou. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, improv's not really new to you. No, not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or comedy, I mean. Well, you just, you told us you were doing improv somewhere last night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was about to say. So, but something that you do a lot, and you also do stand-up. Mm-hmm. So, movie camp has got to really help you flex those muscles. Yes. Or do you think that you're more free form to try different ideas at movie camp as opposed to when you're doing a stand up set and you really I mean you've got five minutes, you better make that five minutes count. You know, I almost think that I the reason that I I do improv and I do stand up is to make movie camp better. Cause that's why I started doing stand up. I wanted to learn the process of joke crafting because I'm very good at situational joking, so like I'm running through the audience doing speed trivia. I don't know if you've seen Billy on the street before, how he just kind of like runs around and he's just yelling at people. Yes. We have a trivia section called Speed Trivia where we run around the audience and we're just screaming trivia questions at them. And sometimes it's stuff like, uh, for for instance, Fantastic Four, we did, is it, did Bill Nye say this or did Reed Richards say this? So it was Bill Nye or Reed Richards. And it was, it was really funny and it was a fun time, but then there was like this one line, it was just like, time for science. And everyone was just like, what? Like it could have been either of them. I'm like, I know. And then other times we do like trivia, like it's very um, personal. So it's like, who's my favorite member of the Fantastic Four? So stuff that <laughs> they have a one in four chance. They have a one in four chance to get it right. That's uh, I love that. I love that you took something that you liked and turned it in to something that everyone can mm-hmm. enjoy. Uh, and you're doing stand up Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday loonies at loonies. Yep, here in the springs. In the springs. Yep. 
A lot of the movie camp people are actually in it. It's a class we all join together. Is this your first time doing stand-up? It's my first time doing stand-up. Yeah. First time ever. Yeah. But awesome. I'm, I'm not worried about it because movie camp is essentially... That is true. You've already... You pretty much perform in front of 300, 400 people. Mm-hmm. There's I'm not going to be that many people at Looney's, I don't imagine. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> There's quite a few going, aren't there? Yeah. Oh. That event that you posted has a couple hundred, I think. Yeah. That's, that's excellent. But yeah, you're probably not going to be nervous because... You technically do do stand-up. It's normal. See, and I think this is weird because it's, it's harder because stand-up is more personal. It's about you and your life. Whereas I can make fun of or comment on Marvel or, you know, DC much easier than I can comment on myself because you're like looking in the mirror just poking at yourself instead of that. Uh, How many jokes are you telling Wednesday night? How, did you pare your set down? When I, when I did it, I did something very similar. I, I think I started with 12 and I ended up telling seven. Yeah, I think I'm around nine or ten. Okay, depending. Okay. Yeah, there, there's there's a, a finisher that I have that I don't know if I should use. I cut my finisher too, man. If if you're not if you're not sure about it, get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm just worried about my mother being in the audience. Mine was a joke about my grandma. <laughs> How ironic. Um, yeah, mine was my, and I cut it. I cut it, and I kind of wish I wouldn't have because it was a good joke. But uh, yeah, I got rid of it. So just tell it. I mean, it's it's comedy. It's just a I joke. Can't, I can't even do it justice. I think you should keep it in there then. I wonder if my mom will disown me. Do you still remember yours? No. Uh, I was going to say you should tell it right now. No. And, 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 and you can attest to this being someone that writes jokes. Stand-up jokes don't work on a podcast. It's just yeah. not the... Out of context. agree? Yeah. 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 Okay. People ask me all the time, oh, you, you've done stand-up. Tell me a joke. It's like, it doesn't work like that. They're, what do you mean it doesn't work like that? It just doesn't work like yeah, that. Yeah, you have to... You have to set everything up, and there's a specific order you put them all in to build to the, that moment. Well, you mentioned being um, being able to interact and being socially funny, and people tell me all the time, oh, you know, you're such a funny guy. It's like, being socially funny is easy. Yeah. Writing a joke is hard. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, no, much much harder. Yeah, my, my uh, the coach who's teaching us the class, he was like telling me, he's like, could you go through this and like underline each punchline and tell me what type of joke this is? And what, like, are you doing a reversal? Is this like... A cliche, and I was just like, the I probably threes. couldn't. Yeah, I'm sure you've only yeah. got the threes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use it all the time. Yep, I seriously think your guys as like comedy instructors were like, he's just a Stan Lee character. <laughs> he's just a Stan Lee character. <laughs> I I think there's a lot of truths in comedy that are universal that you can teach. I don't think everyone can be funny, but I think once I started going through the process, and you can let me know if this is kind of your experience, it kind of It's kind of like when you learn about how film is made. You don't ever want to, like, you can't see a movie the same way again, but you get better at appreciating what it is. And when I started breaking down words and stuff and jokes, and like, okay, if you take this one word out, this joke is phenomenal. It amazed me. It's, uh, is that kind of the experience? Yeah, yeah, it's a a peek behind the curtain, if you will. Yeah, well, one of the things that the the coach actually told me uh, at first that at first I was a little insulted, but then I have come around to his way of thinking is he was saying how much easier improv is because improv you just run up there and you throw crap at the wall and you can be loud and physical until people laugh at you and you can't say no. Yeah, so you have to go along with it. Yeah, at it, least good improv. Yeah, yeah. But then when you're like doing stand up, it's so much more like crafted in particular, and it's it's harder, honestly, harder to do. Because you have to, it's very thoughtful. You have to think about it and practice it. And you, like you said, any one word can completely change the tone or the way a joke is. Received. I think it took me three months to write ten jokes, and I was working on it almost every single day. Yeah, I mean, I challenged you how long ago, and I'm at one. So, and I'm at six. Yeah, 
Uh oh, you guys are writing some jokes right now? Yeah. Yep. Uh, he challenged me to stand up, and I would. That's, uh, he had no idea he awoke a, a sleeping giant, because I was I, like, I'll go do it. Yeah, I'll go do it. I am challenging you guys to the next course of Chris Caesar's, imp- uh, his comedy class. It's 60 bucks. It's seven weeks long. You have a show at the end. You get personal coaching time, and it's only sixty dollars. Only sixty bucks. It's so we worth have it. To do that. Yeah. Yeah. Please. We'll, we'll be there with you. Yeah, because I'll be in level two, and you guys will be so freshmen. Be, I'll will get you to haze teaching you. us. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. I guess it's more of a deep dive the second time around. I think you would enjoy the heck out of it. For me, it'll be a nice uh, refresher, uh, and I'm excited. How can you not be excited not to get up on mm-hmm. stage? I mean, if you have 200 people there, you're going to have a good crowd. It's not like doing stand-up at some uh, am night. Yeah. Your graduation night will be, a, it'll be a blast. I had a lot of friends in the audience when I did it. It was absolutely wonderful. It's still one of the best nights of my life. Yeah, we, uh, we've been doing a lot of open mics recently. and it's, Have you really? Yeah, and it's so weird because it's like a biker bar that I'm going into. So the pop culture jokes <laughs> and Disney stuff that I'm saying are not landing. But I know they're funny. Like, I'm just sitting there. I was like, I know this is funny. But it, it, the coach so you just show up at, like, a biker bar and just bomb? Yeah. yeah. I mean... Well, I didn't bomb. It was, it was really funny. Uh, I was uh, the first act, and I chose to go first because I'm first during our showcase. So I was just like, I'm just going to go first because I know I have to bring the energy and bring people into the show. But I was first before, like, a, a jam band went on after me. But it was so funny because when I came down... The husband was like telling me like stuff about my jokes that I, that I said weren't true. He's like, "You're a great kid." And then his wife, she's like, "Honey, you're never gonna believe this, but I used to be a talent agent in California, and I think you got the right stuff." And she's just like, "Just keep going, kid." And then like she puffs on her cigarette some more. That's what I was just like, "Okay, cool." Is that your is that your goal? Do you want to be? stand-up comic? Do you want to take movie camp? I'm telling you, movie camp is just in Colorado. There's other people out there like you that would do movie camp. So we've, we've maybe talked- not with as much passion and as much chutzpah, but there are <laughs> other people out there that would do it. Yeah, the chutzpah is important. I- we, we've we've been asked a lot about where this is all leading, and uh, we have a lot of different answers. So one of the answers is we pitch it to a theater and they adopt it to be a part of their entire evening. Then we would be doing something that's ten to fifteen minutes before every showing on the weekend and making a, a premiere a special. Like something special about this theater chain. Because if you look at where audience go these days, it's live events like sports, the Oscars, you know, those live uh, NBC plays that they did, like what they did Gone with the Wind and they did Peter Pan. And those, those things like you have to watch it live. Those kind of events are what people gather and that's what gets the most ratings. So that's what I think Movie Camp is about. It's about making this one-time premiere that if you weren't there, you didn't see it. And you had to have been there to experience the movie in the best way. So that's kind of what we're looking to try to do. And there's a company called Geeks Who Drink. Are you guys familiar with them? Yes, we played Geeks Who Drink trivia two Saturdays ago yeah. down at the rock climbing place. So do you know what their, their, their model's like, what their price model is, or how it works? No. It's two guys in Seattle. They started doing this there, and all they do is they upload all the crap online, and then you can buy a license from them, like a franchise, to do the stuff in a bar. And so it's two guys that build program, shoot up, and then they shoot it out to the rest of the country. And it's everywhere. And that's something yeah. we might do with Movie Camp. That's a really good idea. It's a great idea. But the hard part about that is bars are more likely to be receptive to, say, someone just coming in and say, hey, I'm going to entertain on one of your nights than maybe a theater. Because the theater might have rules. There's the NCM, which is the commercials before the movie. That's something that we turn off. We rented out the whole theater so we can do what we want. In fact, we don't play trailers either. We go from hype, 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 excitement, excitement to ladies and gentlemen, your effing movie right now. Like, 
no trailers at all. Yeah. When in that that there's uh, I'm actually surprised uh, yeah. you guys don't show like the Star Wars trailer. Okay, so yeah, so that's okay. one of the Okay, so th- that's been an area of contestment within the team. So, uh, we did end up showing Star Wars at uh, at our Avengers event, but we showed it during our intermission. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't tell you guys we have an intermission. That's when we let people go get their popcorn and everything, so we'll do like 20 to 25 minutes of the show. We'll take about a five-minute intermission, move all of our stuff out of the theater, our lights, our curtains, and all that. And then we come back, and we do a little bit more excitement, and then right into the movie. But Okay, so you don't break up the movie. No. Good. No, we haven't. Yeah, yeah. You're like, what? I, How would you know to? I would. Oh. Yeah, you, yeah. I know <laughs> that would be terrible. You're like, what? You can ask him. I have very particular, I guess, OCD about films, and yeah, I can't start to finish. Has to has to start to finish. Gotta, but I don't mind the show beforehand. That's awesome. Yeah. We got shitty. Sh- we got shitty seats at Thor one time, and this kid was just pissed. Just pissed. He's like, I, I don't ever want to do that shit again. I was not mad at you. I know. But we show up. I was mad at your ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> so because who 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 leaves to go to a movie? We have thirty minutes before it starts, and she wants to go get a fucking cheeseburger. Like no, like, and we had the worst seats in the whole theater. I was I wanted my money back. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I want. A good I would have just walked into one thirty minutes later if I were you guys. We probably should. We probably should have, but you know, we didn't anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Enough about my <laughs> my problems with life. no no no. Hey, look, so that's another thing the movie camp does. Where we when we first walk in, we tell our audience, "Hey, like we give you permission to cheer and to laugh and to have fun, but we don't want you to add your own commentary." And then we tell everyone that you have the permission if someone is ruining your movie experience to lean over to them and say, "Don't be that guy." And we have everyone practice it with us, and we want to empower our audience to say, "If someone's ruining my movie experience, I want to tell them about it." Now, uh, when I went and saw the most recent Fast and the Furious movie, I had these dude bros behind me, like, the whole movie, they're like, fuck yeah, these chicks, like, oh yeah, cars, all oh, the run, like, and they were just, the, they were ruining the whole movie for me, but then at the end, when the Paul Walker stuff is going on, and it's a beautiful moment, like, just, like, six guys just crying behind me in surround sound, and it was so worth it, it made the whole movie worth it, I just sit there, and I was like, oh, oh my god, yeah, because I would start to have some emotions about it, and I was like, oh man, I don't even like these movies that much, but... Wow, this is emotional. And just, <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> we had Avengers Night, the worst person sitting next to us. Yeah, every single line of the movie he would repeat, and I explicitly told him these exact words: "Would you please shut the fuck up?" Twice <laughs> would not, and so we went back the next week because I was like, I, I I got to see what happened. But that was the worst movie experience of my entire life. It, it made me almost swear off theaters. And I think that's the best way to see a movie. I like watching movies at home okay. But I like the dark popcorn, cherry Coke, yep. right mm-hmm. in front of my face. That's the best way to watch well, a film. And, and movie camps almost ruined movies for me in general. Because when I go see a movie without the movie camp audience, they're nowhere near as excited. It's nowhere near as loud in there. Because we tweak the sound, but then also when... Captain America, like, freaking punches someone in the face and kicks his shield up, and everyone's just, like, clapping and, like, oh! And you, you feel the audience, like, on your team or with you while you're watching the movie. It's just so much better. Yeah, they get really hype and excited. It's a blast. Yeah. One of my favorite experiences long before movie camp, where I, where I, I like, I got to experience that was Snakes on a Plane. Mm-hmm. When Samuel Jackson is just like, that's it! <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes through, and he... Everyone just stands up and just applauds in the theater. Everyone. Like, no joke, standing ovation. I'm like, we're in a movie theater, but I love this. 
See, well, that, that's what's so hard, I think, now with, we kind of, I, I was talking with you before the podcast about this, but how there's no more midnight launches anymore. And that does make the audience more dispersed. So, like, when I see a comedy, I want to see it with as many people as possible because yes. I want the laughs to fuel my laughs. But now, like, I went and saw Trainwreck, and I went and saw it the earliest screening I could, but there was maybe 40 people in there. Because you, you can, like, never know when the movies are going to be packed. And who wants to go, like, Friday night? When, I never do yeah. anymore. We go Sunday morning usually mm-hmm. is when we mm-hmm. go because everyone's at church, but <laughs> except us. But so yeah, that's one of the things about movie camp that I love is just that we not we, we force the people to enjoy the movie, and then sometimes things that we do pre-show actually influence the movie. So I was kind of saying how we did a bunch of Hawkeye as a schlub stuff before our Avengers movie, and then Hawkeye had a huge role in the second Avengers. Yes. And after the the movie, we had. Uh, individual posters for each character and we only had maybe 20 of each people went crazy for Hawkeye that one like sold out immediately and it was just gone so this is like we we did some additional posters that people could get besides the ones that they got so you guys is uh, is, you give merch but you also have merch that you sell Mm -hmm. yeah awesome posters t-shirts other things as well sometimes there's like Avengers merited more than two posters in our opinion I'd have to agree with you that was a pretty big movie yeah at least, you know, did you have, like, one a character or something? Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, yeah we had, uh, we had like, marionette things above them, and they were all puppets on strings, like, being kind of... And then there was one poster that combined all of them together, and Ultron was, like, behind them as an overlord, and they are all on the strings together. That's what I was going to ask. That would have been awesome. That, that was our poster. That's Dang what we did. I want one. Did you get I, a lot have of uh, cosplayers still... at your events? So many. I figured yeah, as yeah. much. Yeah, the theaters have kind of put a ban on masks, but... Really Is that why everyone's dressing like Black Widow? <laughs> I've seen more That's Black Widows in this year at events we've gone to. I've seen more people dressed like Black Widow than any other character. Denver Comic Con, really? movies, yes. Huh. Black Widow and Harley Quinn. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, Harley's always... Black Widow and Harley Quinn are the two. And Harley Quinn's just going to get way worse as soon Once as Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad comes, comes out. out. Harley Quinn is a very like tricky cosplay. Because they're the girls all in makeup basically, but then like they like do all this flexible stuff, and you're just like, okay, now like hello. <laughs> yeah, there's there this girl every comic book day, just and she was just Harley Quinn, and she was just like doing like standing on one foot and like bending her leg all the way straight in the air, and I was like, what is happening? Now is this okay for children right now? <laughs> I love seeing the cosplayers, yeah. so, so I'm glad that you guys get that. I mean, I don't imagine there's probably cosplayers for Jurassic Park, though. No, there was. Yeah, people was came. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeff Goldblum costume. And that's who I was. Yeah, I played Goldblum. Yeah, I was like doing the ha 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 ha. Yeah, I was doing that the whole time, the whole night. What's next? If if someone we have listeners here in the spring, so what is the next movie camp event that they can attend? So I believe it's going to be Maze Runner. That's not locked in stone, but okay. we've had requests for it. And we're actually thinking of debuting a new product. We're going to call it Fan Night, where it's uh, like a, a second tier. Because our, our main tier events, they have the lights, the full month-long prep. The, there, there's a, it's a huge production. And that's what we think. I was kind of telling you the AAA movies and the B movies kind of thing. They're not B movies, but they're not AAA. So that's what I feel Maze Runner is. But for Bond and for Hunger Games and for Star Wars, those are definitely movies that merit huge events. So you're going to have to do, uh, is Bond November? Bond is November. Star Wars is December. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then is Hunger Games October? It's uh, Hunger Games is November as well. So you're going to have two. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, two-week Tell break. Tell Tyler about Bond, because we are, we are definitely going to this. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm going to pitch your audience on this, and Please. also you. Please. So uh, we want to have a, a fancy, kind of dresses your favorite Bond, almost black tie event kind of night, casino night. 
I'm already we want, sold. We, but yes, continue. yes. Uh, so uh, we, we're going to partner with uh, a martini bar, and we're going to we're going to get some some drinkage happening. Uh, we are going to possibly do some murder mystery stuff in the theater and have people playing characters and do that. And then also, uh, I'm going to set up a person scavenger hunt where you're going to be like going to dead drops in the theater and like handing people Manila folders and like. Lighting stuff on fire. Got some flash paper I can write some secret messages on that you guys can destroy. Wow. Sounds like a lot of fun, right? Oh my god, that sounds like a blast. Yeah. That sounds right up our alley. Well, if you go in Tux as Bond, I'll pick a Bond villain. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. I'll go as a villain. Absolutely. I don't know who. I, I will for sure wear a Tux and be Bond. But I could do I could do Jaws. I could do uh, Baron Samedi. Like, yeah. we, we could figure something out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be at that there, because yes. uh, we're both very, very big Bond fans. I, look, it's going to be... I can't wait. I love Daniel Craig's Bond. I know not a lot of people do. I like Daniel Craig's Bond a lot. Yeah, I like... So... I don't know. I haven't watched all of them yet. I'll be fair. Um, Skyfall, I haven't seen. Okay. Um, we're watching that tonight. Skyfall's okay. awesome. I love Skyfall. It seems like what they've done is they've gone a lot less kind of like campy humor into a lot more like Mission Impossible, like badass, just action. So I was actually going to tell you, I feel that the way that Bond and um, Mission Impossible have gone is the way of Marvel versus DC. So Mission Impossible is now the more Marvel, they're goofier, and then Bond is the darker, grittier DC version of of a spy genre. Because I think the first Mission Impossibles were super... Yeah. Just dark and... Gr- that guy gets jammed up in an elevator and killed. Yeah, like... like, like the best. Yeah. The, the doves flying, like, in slow motion. That's... That's all John Woo. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> I think that's every John Woo movie. Has doves flying? Uh, Face Off uh-huh. does. Um, that does. Uh, Hard Boiled does. Yeah, I think yeah. every John Woo movie has doves. Even when they did the John Woo video game, Stranglehold, there were doves. <laughs> doves. Yeah. <laughs> It's his signature. It's like his. Uh, it that's what he does in, in his shots. Yeah. It's, do it's do you think nuts. there's one dove that's been alive the whole time and has been in all of his films? Kind of like how Pixar has the guy who voices Ham and he's in every. John Ratzenberger. Yeah. He's their uh, their good luck charm. They yeah. said they will never do a movie without him. He's a uh, you know him as Cliff from Cheers. Oh, awesome! But that he's in yeah. every single Pixar movie. Um, what was the first Pixar movie? Was it Toy, Toy Story? Story yeah. Right. And he's okay. Ham. He's been. Yeah. He was in. Oh, he's I mean, abominable he's, snowman in um, Monsters Inc. He, yeah, he's in all. Of them. He is. Who is he in Wally? I know he was somebody in there too. Uh-huh. Every single one of their movies. He's in there. Yes. So are you guys taking a break then? You just did Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. or no? Kind of did Fantastic. Yeah, Four. Yeah, yeah. We did. We, yeah, we did an event for Fantastic Four, but we did it uh, to help out our friends at Galaxy Fest. They were putting on a screening with some of their fans, and they asked us to come and entertain them. So we did. Because they help us out, they bring people to our events, so we're we're kind of okay best friends with them. So is is October next then? Is that the next time? So we yeah, do a movie camp. Yeah, we're we're thinking about maybe doing a horror movie. Uh, the other big thing that we might do, uh, Carmike Thirteen is going to be doing a thirtieth anniversary uh, Back to the Future, and it, this is the date that they go to in the future. They go to. Yeah, you know, it's it's a Monday, I think. What is it? It's October fifteenth, the twenty fifteen. I think it is. If it's fifteenth, I need a free ticket. That's my motherfucking birthday. Oh. <laughs> well, we might be going to see Back to the Future on your birthday. Yeah, yeah, so we we might we might do something for that that that's up in the air. But we want to do a horror movie too. We, I'm also a huge horror movie fan. I would love to go to something like yeah. that. 
that would be one of the best movies to see with like-minded people because you know yeah. everyone is there to get the shit scared out of them <laughs> and to enjoy themselves. You guys have to just scare the shit out of people. Yeah. I know you're going to be sending people around sneaking through aisles just fucking messing with them. Flipping people out. <laughs> what horror movies coming out? I don't think they're... We might do an old one. I thought they were making a new Jason movie this year, aren't they? But that's unlike... Uh, it comes out on a Friday the 13th. They always do. They, they have to. Yeah. They, they can't. The not. last one did. That's coming soon. I want to say it's soon, though. If you did an old horror movie, since you put me on the spot earlier, give me your top five. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, Friday that, the, hey, Fr- yeah, yeah, yeah. the Oh, <laughs> Friday the 13th, uh, probably that'd be on there. Definitely. Uh, the first one? Yeah. Okay. I, I just, I like old school. No, no, I do too. I do too. Uh, maybe, I think six m- is my favorite. Maybe The Mist for fun. Okay. Um, the Thing. Awesome movie. Yeah. Um... Jeez, I don't. I'm trying to think of what would be because one of the things we've been worried about is can we do a rated R movie camp event? And not that our content would be rated R, but a lot of the times we get families. We get you know we get these two adults who have kids. That's true. Have, I bet you guys had never done a rated R movie. We've never you? done a rated R. I movie. wouldn't think so. Yeah. In fact, we did we did our first kids show. We did Minions, and that was that was really successful. We had. A t- also, I just got to... That was so much fun. We, we did live-action Angry Birds, so we let kids throw stuffed animals at towers that we had built. It was so awesome. much fun. It was so much fun. How do you advertise, like... I, I know how you would get in touch with, with guys like us that like Avengers, but how did you guys completely flip to having a family's paid movie camp tickets to do that event? That's got to be a whole different demographic. Yeah, it was a whole different guys. demographic. We advertised at some uh, daycares on base on Peterson and on Fort Carson, some of the military bases here. Uh, there was that. And then a lot of our fan base does have kids. So we were able to just, on Facebook, just reach out and say, hey, everybody, we're doing the first kids event we've ever done. Come check it out. And a lot of our adult uh, audience, or like we get like mainly like 16 to like 28-year-olds and then families is like our two demos, I would say. Okay. So okay. yeah, a lot of our... our like young adults showed up. It was weird. And they're like, we love minions. And I'm like, all right, here's a unicorn scream. It's fluffy at everybody. Like, <laughs> So are there, are there like 20, 30 people that are at every single movie camp show? Yeah. Do you guys have, you guys must have a fan base. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a solid group that will always show up for pretty much any movie we do. But then there's certain people that will only show up for hunger games. People who will only show up for Marvel stuff. Marvel's really our bread and butter right now. That's what we mostly do. But I mean, that's also what they have six movies coming out every year for yeah. the next all of our lives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they pretty much are scheduled, what through twenty twenty two or something like that. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. I think we should start going to just every movie camp event. I think we should too. Yeah. We've been to a couple. We have. You guys should live podcast there beforehand. We're gonna podcast all of your show. Done the whole t- the whole time. <laughs> the whole show. We. It's something that we've definitely talked about. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't see any reason why not to do it. Yeah. I mean, and I was telling Tyler here, we have uh, some of the, uh, actually, three of the main staff members from Movie Camp all work at GameStop, and one of them's the general manager there. We go there for midnight launches to promote our events. You guys should come and live podcast and hang out with us. Because then we can live podcast the midnight events. You know that I'm anti-midnight event now, but I would do it. Yeah, I know. Halo, man. It's Halo. Yeah, but, like, (laughs) you could come over here eat a wonderful dinner and drink beer and we'll have Halo at 10 (laughs) o'clock. 
Maybe, maybe I'm old you. and crusty now, man, I but you. I can get it digitally, man. I don't have to go fight the crowds anymore. Yeah, yeah. Halo's really special for me, though, because I worked at GameStop and I worked at Best Buy, and that was like four years of my life, or five or six years I of my life. I worked at GameStop for two and a half. Yeah, so, yeah, I worked at GameStop two and a half, and I worked at Best Buy for two and a half, but uh, I did the same kind of movie camp things that I was doing, but I did them at our midnight launches, so I came up with trivia, we did games. Uh, poor choice for Halo 3, I decided in November that it was a good idea to have people throw grenade-looking balloons at me, but I didn't fill them up enough, so they didn't pop, and they were just leaving welts on my body. <laughs> and I came home to play it at midnight, and I'm just covered in all of these welts. Well, you learned, though, right? Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> then the next time when Reach came out, uh, I did cupcakes that looked like plasma grenades, and then people just got to throw those at my face, which was easier. Okay, it was yeah. much more delicious. Yeah, it was, it was actually very tasty. So, movie camp aside, you are a gamer. Yeah. What definitely. are you playing right now? Uh, Rare Replay, definitely. That we, yeah, I, I, we played, what, last night, eight, nine hours straight? At Passing least. Passing controller, yeah. eating junk food? Yeah. It's Rare Replay so good. What's your favorite game? What were you most excited about Rare Replay? What's Banjo. The first one, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, and I've been, uh, I've been, I'm huge into Twitch because of my roommate. He just got me addicted recently. Uh, but we were watching uh, SG, uh, blah, blah, blah. SGQ. SGQ. yeah, blah. Summer Games Done Quick, yeah, Summer Games Done Quick, yeah. You've showed me that. So we were yeah, watching where they do the speed runs. Yeah, and... we were watching that, and a lot of the guys that we follow were on there. Um, Chris M, he's pretty good. Chris M360, he does uh, Super Mario runs, and we had been watching him for weeks, just failing at all these things, and then for whatever reason during this like live event, he just nailed all of them immediately. We're like, oh god, like just I don't know why speed runs are so entertaining. We love them. We yeah. should get some of the speed runners on the cast. We should. Yeah. Absolutely. We should, because I can't speedrun anything. So, because I've been watching speedruns, there's this guy who does banjo, his name's Stivity Bow, and I've watched him do all these tricks, and he's, like, beating the game in, like, two hours, and then so now I'm playing it, and I'm trying to do it, and I'm just dying left and right. <laughs> it's I, so terrible. I can't speedrun anything. I, uh, I speedrun Mega Man 9 once, that's it. That's it, it wouldn't even be considered a speedrun. I just was able to beat it without dying. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> So, so I'm I'm like uh, I'm like running around, uh, and I'm just like you know like when people like are in the city and they just like jump off stuff and they're like parkour. And I'm just doing that and I'm just yelling out speed run. Like I'm just like running and jumping and grabbing. So speed run, speed run, speed run. <laughs> My roommate's just like I hate you so much. It's like you you started this. So if Banjo Kazooie is one of your favorite games, I assume you know about and you've you've heard about and looked up stuff on ukulele. I backed the shit out of that game, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> backed the shit out of it. I almost spent $400 on it to be a voice actor in the game. That's how serious I was. Like, I was like, I cannot wait to do some banjo-style duh. That's all was it was? It was, it was like, yeah. No, it, uh, that one might have been the, the cartridge. I, yeah, I think the voice acting was 1000 or something like that. Because okay. right. Broken Lizard was ten grand to be in Super Troopers 2, and I was like, well, I got this credit card. Because <laughs> 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 like, I, I would love to be... I'd love to do something like that yeah, yeah. I, it's love to do something like yeah. that banjo kazooie is one of my favorite games ever so i just i'm so excited that it's the same music people it's the same developers i can't wait it looks good i mean it looks we were watching actually the the uh the documentary on how banjo was made and one of the guys was just stuck on it should have been a rabbit <laughs> I, I must have been passed out. You were way passed out. Okay. <laughs> it should have 
And so when you know I was watching that, I was just thinking to ukulele, and I was like, "It's still not a fucking rabbit." Yeah, <laughs> that guy's still mad. He's still pissed off. Why did I come back to this stupid company? God damn it! That's been my favorite funny. thing about Rare Replay, though. The games are great, but I thought that's all I was getting. Some of the featurettes, the documentaries, the bonus stuff, and the fact that they did the NES remix style challenge levels. It's got to be the best so thirty dollars you spend on, yeah. in a game this year. I, there's no way that it may I mean, be that's a dollar a game, man. A buck a game yeah. plus all the extra, all the bonus stuff mm-hmm. is what's impressed me the most. Yeah, uh, I recommend anyone out there. Uh, I get tweets all the time asking, "What game should I buy? What game should I buy?" Rare replay. Yeah. If you have a, it, it's only on the one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you have an Xbox One, spend thirty dollars on Rare Replay. Well, Microsoft owns Rare right now. That's right. So that's why it's only on the one. And speaking of Rare, they're making their pirate game, too. What was that called? Have you seen that? I have seen it, yeah. I watched all the E3. I don't know what it's called. Something Waters. Something Waters. I do have one note, though. Uh, It's not Banjo 3E, so I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think we'll ever see? We won't ever see that, though. No, we have to. Microsoft's not stupid. They own the IP, they own the character, and they see how successful... Microsoft has... Wasted rare for I, ten years. Yeah, now, I know making and, fucking avatars and connect sports. In, in Project Spark Conquer, garbage. Get that out of my face. It's terrible. Conquer doesn't hold up as well as I thought it would. Really? I started it the I other night. It. He he was liking it. I was like, Ugh. I love. Neither it. does Jet Force Gemini. Yeah, oh, Jet Force Gemini is rough. The controls it's are rough. Brutal. It's so good. <laughs> but the control they they just did a patch where you can switch the controls oh, to gosh. be more okay, that's friendly. To, to how we shoot, but I started playing Jet Force, and I was like, this is not the game that I remember. I mean, you used to have to use the C-pad to Go, aim. Because well, I'm trying to think, because like, when so. you're a kid, you, you have like less of an attention span. In the opening of Jet Force, there's so much tutorial, and it's so slow. I was like, how did I get through this? Did I just like start it and walk away and make a sandwich and come back? And come like, back. And I, I had the exact same thought when I started playing it. Um, that some of the games, like where they're great for nostalgia... I don't see myself finishing Conquer. Really? No. Not even for the achievements? All the achievements are a multiplayer. Really? Which is another thing that really disappointed me. I was like, why don't you give me achievements for going through the game? Multiplayer matches? The, like, live, the live and reloaded part of it? The, the Matrix? The live and reloaded. reloaded they have a, you have to play each different game type five times, each map five oh times. Oh my gosh. They're really grindy compared to how the other... They call them milestones, but yeah, compared to the other milestones, the milestones in Conquer are very, they're all multiplayer based. Whereas the stuff for like RC Proem is finish all the tracks, race over See, this that, many that meters. Makes sense. I mean, just stuff that rewards you for playing the game. Conquer seems like it's almost punishing you. Well, okay, so I really do think Microsoft is going to make Banjo 3 because of how successful Ukulele was and they own the character, so why not do something? They It'll be hard because they won't have the same people, so it probably won't be exactly what I want it to be. But, I mean, if Halo Wars 2 is happening, there's no way that Banjo's not I happening. Saw that. Like, I saw that. That um, Who's doing Halo Wars 2? Uh, Creative Assembly is the, the Total War guys. Oh, okay. that's going to be good then. Because those guys know how to make RTS. Yeah, for real. absolutely. I thought really? Halo Wars was really underrated. I love that game, I was, but like no one else seemed to have liked it. No, it didn't sell well, I yeah. don't think. I mean, it sold as well as you would a Halo title. You put Halo on anything and it's going to move, but... I'm a big fan of real-time strategy of... Um, I can't... It's not necessarily real-time strategy to me, but like Dawn of War 2... 
mm-hmm. where you just have a set group of like characters and you're taking them around doing objective based things and like you have to it's almost like um it's RTS gameplay but it's not you're not manufacturing the troops exactly. you're you're stuck with what you have which is cool yeah so and that's kind of how Halo Wars felt to me is like some of the levels I played you just had yeah some of them were more more restrictive yeah you're right yeah you just had a couple of units and you had to move those around like a tank and you had to go through and blow up so much stuff so and I liked it a lot I had no gripes about Halo Wars I thought it was fun I liked the but, heroes the heroes were fun like the the elite arbiter and like you had to like flick your stick to make him do more damage with the swords I was like what is happening this yeah. is fun no, so when does that come out? When is Halo... Is that next year? I think it's... Yeah, they said fall 16. What so. are you excited about remainder of 2015, gaming-wise or movie-wise? Either one. Well, I just found out that Ori Definitive Edition is coming out. We were both very big fans of Ori. Beautiful music, beautiful gameplay, animation stellar, like... Game's gorgeous. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that game. It's just, I want more of it, which apparently is what the Definitive Edition is. Is it more levels? Yeah, they said new areas, new abilities... Director's cut, more stuff, and I'm just like, yes. <laughs> and that's this year too. Yeah, and I think it's a physical disc actually as well, which is oh, cool. Okay, yeah, I need. <laughs> I do everything digital now. Yeah, just always. I really do, man. Uh, number one, I don't have to leave the house. I can. It's dangerous for buying stuff on a whim because I do all the time. Oh. <laughs> but I like having like I'll stay up till ten o'clock even on a work night to play Arkham for an hour. As opposed to going to a midnight launch. Uh, I understand why people want the physical disc, but I have like 200 Xbox 360 discs. Got it. I'm just kind of, I'm not saying I'm running out of room, but I just, I I have a two gig hard drive or a two terabyte hard drive. I'm going to fill it. Got it. Yeah. Besides, I mean, how many of those discs do you actually put in a console anymore? You don't. None. And even with the backwards compatibility, you have to put the disc in once, but then it uploads a digital yeah, copy of the game. Yeah, it's just there. It's so it's convenient, there. yeah. And to be Microsoft. Fair, I mean, if I'm buying a disc like that, it's because I'm going to be collecting it. And so I don't really want to put it in and play it often anyways. So the fact, point. That, yeah, the fact that it can just, you know, upload it like I that. Still, I still, I hope we always have physical media. I like collector's editions. Mm-hmm. I like things like that. And I used to like, uh, I didn't like hosted midnight launches as much as I used to like going to midnight launches, but I don't think I've been to one since I've been here. We've even not gotten a game and gotten in the next morning. Yeah. That's how lame we are. Dang. Yeah, we're not movie camp cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's not that we want to... We're lame fans, man. We're not... <laughs> Well, no, we, we've actually, we don't always do Thursday nights. For, we've done Fridays before. We did an entire year of Fridays because we thought we could get more families that way because it wasn't a school night. So it's 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 a delicate balance of figuring out when the right fan base is going to be there or who we want to come to our event. So I want to go to Movie Camp Star Wars. How do I get tickets? Besides the fact I can just be like, Elijah, hook me up. You know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Besides that fact, because I can do that. Uh, yeah. It's uh, So this coming Monday, we should have everything up, and we will be the first place in Colorado where you can get Star Wars tickets. As soon as we can, we need two. Yes. Not even kidding. Actually, we need three. Uh, so we need three? We need one for Dougie. Okay. MovieCamp.co is our ticket hub. That's where it will all be up. But, uh, so, this, our winner series is going to be James Bond, uh, Spectre, we're going to do Hunger Games, the finale of that, and then we're also going to do Star Wars. And Star Wars is going to be a three-night event thing, so we might have a pack that's for all three nights, but they're all going to be different. So the first night will be the premiere, cosplay, we're going to try to bring out the 501st, we're going to have just a huge cosplay carnival, and then 
like I think we're gonna get some people to like some, to script some fights and stuff. We're working on that right now, and then uh, we're also going to do what we do for all of our premiere movies. We're gonna have a forty-five minute show of action and prizes and fun and nonsense, and then uh, the next night we're gonna do a family feud night. So we're gonna let families come up four versus four or family like friends of families or whatever you know, and we're gonna have them compete. We're gonna try to use the screen and do family feud and survey the people Thursday night. To then use Friday night for the answers. And then we're going to try and do something. This is, this is, I haven't told anyone this idea yet. But I, we're going to do a competition of who shot first. But it's going to be different like things throughout history. So like the Civil War. Like which side actually shot first. And then just different things throughout history. And then of course. I'm going with the South. The South shot first. <laughs> I bet they did. <laughs> so yeah, so, so yeah. I'm from the South. And I'm gonna, I think we shot, shot first. Yeah. We're going to have a who, who shot first competition. And then we'll probably do some Jeopardy style stuff as well. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And then Saturday will be uh, the Gloves Off Kids Kids Day. We'll probably I think we're going to do um, Unlimited Cereal that day. Like. Like, I can have as much cereal to eat as I want? Yeah, we're just going to have buckets of cereal, and then... My kid's going to be almost three. I'm going to bring him. Saturday morning Star Wars, do it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a perfect show to bring him. He can make it through a, a movie, can he? Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we went to see... Um... We freaked him out at Comic-Con. <laughs> there, I mean, there's over 100,000 people. Yeah. He'd never been anywhere like... like that in his life. It was amazing. He was just watching his face like, holy shit. Yeah. Like... yeah. It was, yeah, he... I mean, he enjoyed it. He had fun seeing, like, Batman and Spider-Man. All the heroes. On the way up there, he's like, I'm going to go visit Spider-Man at his house. (laughs) Titus is awesome. What was your favorite thing about uh, DCC, right? Yeah. Denver Comic Con? Denver Comic Con. What was your favorite thing there when you guys went? I got to meet Nichelle Nichols. That's pretty cool. I I don't think anything can top that. Okay. Yeah, it was hard. And the two hours we spent on the floor drunk. (laughs) <laughs> pretending everyone was their actual character yeah. was the most fun I think I've had since I moved here. That's it was a blast. We uh, I, dude, and then you got to make out with her, right? The chick, that, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then that's how he wanted up. See, did you go up there? I did not. It was weird. Uh, you have I was, to go next year. Well, I was supposed to. So okay. uh, that had, seems right up your alley. Yeah, no, yeah. They had contacted me to host for them some of the panels and stuff. And then Ooh. it just fell through. It was weird because yeah, they, they said, hey, they, they had this volunteer thing and I had put myself on a list forever ago. And then they contacted me and say, hey, yeah, we want to use you as a host. Let me get back to you with the program schedule. And I guess it just never got emailed to me because I emailed them like two days before the show. And I was like, hey, are you guys still using me? You t-? Like I took the weekend off. You told me to come up. And they were just like, oh, uh, I guess you got left off the list. We filled up, and I was just like, okay, cool. Like, it was, it was really weird. It was, yeah, because they were that so sucks. excited. Yeah, and I had this long conversation with this guy. They had me send them my resume of hosting stuff, and I was like, yeah, I've done weddings and graduation parties, and all. And then they are just really excited, and then they just... What do you do at weddings? Do you DJ, or do you do the ceremony? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't marry people. I, I, so I've, I, done, yeah. I've done eight, eight weddings I've performed. Yeah, I did. Uh, As the, the minister, but I've never done the entertainment. Yeah, one of my friends asked me to be the MC of their reception, so I did music and I did like little jokes about them and bumpers in between. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I keep falling into these things. So like, you're, you're just kind of like an all-around entertainer. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm Elijah the Colorado Springs entertainer, I guess. <laughs> I love it. No, yeah. that's, that's fantastic. Like, kind of going back to where we started, you took something you loved. And now you're making it work for you, and you're giving enjoyment to other people. And I think that's the best thing you can do is take a gift that you have and 
spread it. I yeah. mean, spread it, spread it around. Don't, don't, don't keep it, don't keep it inside. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're showing up to do stand up nights and stuff like that, it's only a matter of time before you will be hosting something. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the things in this, this day and age that's really weird. Uh, cause I've, I've applied for like jobs at IGN to host and I feel like I have a really good resume, but all of my resume is very, uh, you had to have been there to see how well I could host. Like yeah. if I could get people who hire from IGN at a movie camp event, I'm positive they'd be like, F and hire this guy right now. Like we need him. You had someone had to have taped you or you've taped yourself, yeah, yeah, we, right? We, yeah, we do tape it, okay. but it's, I think you have to like feel the energy in the room a do, little bit. You have to be there. So one thing that I found, like this is with Denver Comic Con or I've reached out to other like packs and things like that to host events and stuff you really need a digital presence these days so i'm starting a youtube channel i'm just gonna do it and i'm gonna review movies and do my jokes and movie camp stuff still on the side but like i guess in these this day and age you need something that you can direct them to and say this is my work it's digital look at it and you have to have like a collection essentially okay which is really weird yeah that makes sense though because i mean how are you going to get out to people who aren't like you said, here to here to see it, mm-hmm. here to experience Elijah. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, because it's been like since two thousand eight. I've been in front of audiences, exciting them about X, Y, and Z. I know I can do that for a game. Like if Bungie was like, "Yo," or not Bungie three four three was like, "Hey, come talk to people about Halo." I was like, "I'll do that all day. I love Halo. It's my favorite." Because if Bungie said, "Come talk to us about Destiny," you might be like, eh. <laughs> "No, no," I'd laugh in their face and say, "You betrayed me." We we had Zach came on and defended Destiny. I'm with you. I wow, just a, a gaming abortion. Look, I am the biggest Bungie fan that there was, and and then they went to Activision. I was like, I don't know about this because I don't like Activision uh, for a lot of reasons. I know a lot of people don't like EA, but uh, I just have a lot of hate against Activision for whatever reason. I think it's the Guitar Hero stuff. Mainly. Not a fan of the music games? No, no, I love Guitar Hero. Huge Guitar fan. Hero, yeah. yeah Guitar Hero saying. 1 and 2 were made by Harmonix, and then they were like, hey, we want to do Rock Band, and then Activision's like, no, make Guitar Hero 3, and they're like, we're out. And then EA buys it. I was and a they rock, rock Band, band. guy. Yeah, and I'm, I'm actually very band excited that Harmonix is coming back. Yes. Well, and so is Guitar Hero, though. Yes. Which I won't be getting. The thing that you'll notice, it's really funny, anytime Rock Band makes an announcement about new tracks, Guitar Hero follows up with a new announcement or something. And it's it's like such a petty war between them. That I'm happy that my old tracks are going to carry over. Yes, I that's spent the a best thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I probably spent $400 on Rock Band. Easily. Songs. Yeah. Oh, I had the, the smoke machine and I bought a mic stand and a drum seat. Like, yeah. I had a drum seat and a mic stand. I didn't have a smoke machine, though. That's pretty Did you see the smoke machine? No. It was made by them, and it plugged into the Xbox, and the lights and the sound and the smoke were tuned to all the music. How often do you have to fill that thing up? Uh, probably once a month. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. One of my favorite like experiences like or memories of Elijah is... I, I, was it, I think it's Rock Band, but 9 in the afternoon, Panic at the Disco. Yep. You have to see it. <laughs> it's just absurd. Can, can we put it on YouTube? We can't. Yeah. So uh, I guess this is, you're just making me realize this, but I guess I've been on a stage in some form my whole life because I was in a Mexican dance group from the time I was five until 17. What's a Mexican, like, a you know, like, or You know, like those, uh, the ribbon dancers and stuff at like Cinco okay. de Mayo and yeah. stuff like that? I did that, but year round. And it was like state fairs and at high schools and... So there's no stage fright for you. you no, yeah. So I did that from 5 to 17. And then when I was in high school, I was in theater and choir. So that's a stage. I get out of high school. I start doing these movie camp events and stuff like that. But uh, when he mentioned rock band, uh, I actually did Child's Play with Kotaku. 
okay. up in Denver. Uh, Brian Crescente was holding hosting this Child's Play event. If you guys don't know what it is, it's a uh, uh, charity for children in hospitals who have terminal conditions, and they bring them games and they donate stuff to give them a little more fun. Awesome. In the hospital. So it's really cool. And it's this. it was this geek night, and basically they rented out a venue where it's the Mercury Cafe where bands that I know have played, but at the top they had Smash Bros. tournaments going on, and on the stage they had rock bands, so you could sign up karaoke style to do rock band, but I signed up for a later slot in the night, not knowing that it would get packed in there, and I ended up doing two Journey songs for like... 400 to 200 people and it was like crazy and i was just like that's awesome what's going on like i played rock band for 200 people that's great yeah it was really cool and they did it another year and i went back it was really fun so where where i know we've got the movie camp events and we have you doing stand-up wednesday after wednesday stand-up where can colorado springs see you next I don't know, maybe improv, because last night my friend just called me up to do some improv. And Where did you do that at? Did it, you do that here? Yeah, in town, yeah, at the Millibo Art Theater. It's the Colorado Springs Improv Festival. It happens once a year, and he just said, hey, an act dropped out. You want to come do improv? Because we do it at movie camp, and he knew that. And so he was just like, hey, you you and some of your guys want to come down? We're like, I guess, yeah. And then, oh, I'll, I'll pitch this guys to you, to you guys now. Tell me if you think this is a cool idea. So we decided that we're going to be an improv troupe. We think we're going to call ourselves 20-Sided Die. And I'll tell you why. Uh, at the beginning of the evening, we will select a princess from the audience. And that's who we are trying to save the whole evening. And then she's going to select one of the three of the people in the troupe to be the hero of the evening. And then we'll go on a long-form adventure. Um, so long-form improv is kind of like you just tell a story. But uh, short-form improv is like those small games you see. Like someone just doing something for like five to like four theater minutes. Games. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So those would be our dungeons. So, like, we're on this long adventure together, and, like, we become characters throughout the night, and then our dungeons or our bosses are the, the smaller games, and then after each one of those games, we get a prop that we then have to use the rest of the night. So, we're basically making, we're going to be, like, a Legend of Zelda improv troupe, essentially. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, we came up with it last night, and then we're, we were thinking, like, we're going to get 20-sided dies, like, pillows, big ones, and let people, like, throw them onto stage, and then that's how we'll choose, like, what game we're playing next, or, like, the gravity in this scene is now a 10 out of 20 like and like so we're just like roll for initiative and i don't know we just we think that that's that's really fun i think you guys need just i don't i don't think you need a, a random princess i think you need one princess that you you'd never save every night she's in another castle and that's your next movie camp event that <laughs> that could be it i, I like <laughs> i like that well, but also you have to realize that um, I'm selecting the princess at random, and I'm going to choose the hottest single lady in the audience, <laughs> and then I'm going to save her at the end of the night, so you have okay. to realize there, there are some scumbag reasons behind this. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> I agree. Hey, man, you know, that's, I don't think people start, you know, going and, like, they don't start a rock band because they don't want to get women. So, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. Screw this, man. We're going dancing. <laughs> it's just, just like... Before we wrap, is there anything else you want to plug? Is there anything? Yeah. You have an open forum here. Yeah. Because, yeah, we actually are going to wrap and then go see the Black Remote, I guess. Yes, the Black Remote. I, tell him I said hello. We will. We, we, we didn't know that you knew the Black Remote, but, yeah, he's a huge uh, huge friend of the bit, bit face, I guess. Good, good. Uh, I would say uh, just check out moviecamp.co. Tickets will be on sale soon for Star Wars. I know that's what everyone wants. Star Wars is where it's at. We're doing Hunger Games. We're doing Bond. And we're just about making Colorado Springs better and more fun for all the people who love what we love, which is almost everything. Well, no, thanks for coming on today. I hope this is not the last time, not only do we get to see you, but that you'll come on and talk to us. I know you're a big fan of podcasting yourself. So really enjoyed having you here. I guess Wednesday we will have Brian Grantham here to talk about pinball. 
And uh, I don't want to curse this, but I'm pretty sure Machinima's Amanda Blitch is coming on next Friday. So to all of our critics out there, yes, we are going to do an episode where we talk, we were supposed to do it a couple weeks ago, where we talk about the challenges that females experience gaming. That's two Fridays. Two Fridays from now. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, there won't be an episode the next Friday, but there will be one. 21st. Right. The 21st. Uh, we'll have her in the bit cave. And then we've got a couple other guests coming up that we're really excited about that we're not going to talk about now. I, I don't want to jinx anything. So... Anyway, um, Elijah, thank you again thank for you coming guys. on. Yeah, thank you. Across the table, as always, is Tyler Glaze. I am Eric Hollis. Uh, thank you guys again so much for all the support, putting our swag out there. We really love it. Uh, we can't believe this is kind of how far we've come, and we've got a long way to go. So it's been it's been wonderful. Anyway, from the Bit Cave, we are out.